And tonight on PM Express, we are back to that big conversation about the fight against Galamse. You recall the former Minister for Science, Environment and Technology, who doubled as chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, Professor Frimpon Boatin, recently submitted a 36-page document titled Report on the Work of the uh, Inter- uh, um, Interministerial uh, Committee on Illegal Mining so far and the way forward. And, I mean, he he fingered some people in government who frustrated his efforts to fight illegal mining whilst he was environment minister. Of course, you follow the discourse that it generated. Well, today, it is emerging that the Attorney General has advised the police to discharge persons mentioned in that report, except those still under investigation, explaining that Professor Frimpong Barton's allegations are empty and do not have evidence to prosecute the persons named. That is the thrust of our conversation tonight. Now, let me refresh your mind on some of the allegations made in that uh, famous Professor Frimpong Boateng's report. And uh, just like um, you have read in the news, uh, he, he made some very serious allegations. He said officials at the presidency heavily involved in Galamse. NPP bigwigs orchestrated my ousting. Allegations of 500 missing excavators untrue. Leading NPP officials serve as legal counsels for Galamse suspects and MP cells illegally acquired concessions at 200,000 cities. These are very serious allegations that were made by uh, Professor Frimpon Boateng. Now, uh, this is a response coming from the the Attorney General. After a careful study of the report, the Attorney General says the various documents, a pen drive submitted to the police, we do not find any evidence in support of the allegations made against the persons cited in that report, with the exception of the three uh, that are already being investigated. And he goes on to say they are unable to recommend, that's the Attorney General's office, is unable to recommend the prosecution of any of the persons cited in that report. That is what is generating this uh, conversation. Now, the AG says it awaits the outcome of the investigation being conducted in the case involving the three other accused persons. This is the description uh, of the illegal mining activities as put by the professor. He says persons cited in the report as being involved in illegal mining activities. He cited nine people. And then he cited three people alleged to be involved in the sale of excavators. Then he goes to cite three people who he says uh, their acts directly or indirectly inhibited his fight against illegal mining. Then... He's giving you a proof of what he's talking about. And he says the evidence is in a compilation of online publications by a news portal. A compilation of signed letters from Forestry Commission granting approval for issuance of entry permit to various companies to conduct exploratory activities in specific forest reserves. A compilation of an updated list of small-scale miners permitted to work as at 7 July 2020, a statement given to the police by one of the accused persons with a bank statement of account and deposit slips. A decision by Shraj in a case filed against Professor Frimpon Boateng by one Arnold Agbodo on concessions granted to the professor's son and a 
compilation of excavators kept at aviation adenta. So these are the evidence presented to uh, the police by the professor. Now, look at what the attorney general has also come up with. He says, apart from the statement of one of the accused persons and the attached statement of account from a bank, which provides some evidence, none of the above mentioned documents provide any relevant information in support of the allegations made in the report by the professor. And according to the Attorney General, it is recorded that several attempts by the police to obtain further information from Professor Boateng uh, to substantiate his allegations, I mean, proved futile. And he says the professor refused to provide any further information to the police, and then he also declined to give a written statement claiming his report is an embodiment of his statement and all the information he has on the allegations. President Okufuado, and that is so fresh in our minds, a reason we've had to go back and forth on the conversation, I mean, over the fight against Galamse, because the president said, I put my presidency on the line for Galamse fights. That was in 2017. Immediately, the NPP came into power. The president went ahead to say, I will deal with government officials found complacent in Galamse activities. This is what people are holding him to account, that if you put your life your presidency on the line. I mean, why are we not seeing progress in the fight against Galamse? As of 2017, Ghana attracted 50,000 gold seekers from China alone. One Galamse kingpin allegedly employs over 300 Chinese migrant workers together with a number of Ghanaians. More than 19,000 hectares or about 2% of cocoa plantations were destroyed by Galamse operators. And cocoa output has... I mean, as an outcome, slumped by 34% in the first six months of 2022 compared to 2021. What other evidence do you need to actually justify that our fight against Galamse is not apt? My guest tonight, Martin Pebu, he's a lawyer. Franklin Kujo is president of Imani Center for Policy and Education. I would also be joined by Edward Bauer, who is a member of the Mines and Energy Committee. Adam Senano, who is co-chair of the Citizens Movement Against Corruption, will also join this conversation. I must say that we made a lot of attempts and all attempts to get government to join the conversation has proved futile. I can mention a few. The lands minister, we contacted him. His deputy, we did. We contacted the office of the attorney general and we've contacted the committees of mines and energy in parliament. We were not successful to get anybody from the government side to join this conversation. Let's have a conversation after this break. third of a million people live with HIV in Ghana. Close to 10,000 of them die each year, mostly as a result of a lack of antiretroviral drugs and adherence. In fact, close to 57% of children under 14 years living with HIV 
do not receive antiretroviral drugs again as a result of inadequate funds to provide them with medication. Life expectancy for these children is grim. The big worry, close to 16,300 people are newly infected with HIV each year. With this alarming rate of HIV infections, all of us are in danger. And Ghana is headed for an epidemic explosion if nothing is done now to avert it. While the Ghana AIDS Commission is working hard to overturn the situation, the Commission urgently needs funding support from corporate Ghana and individuals to save lives. We're therefore appealing to you, corporate entities and individuals, to support the National HIV and AIDS Fund by dialing star 9898-HASH on MTN and Vodafone and follow the prompts or pay into the National HIV and AIDS Fund account number 101-863-161-3233, Bank of Ghana. Your donation will be used to prevent new infections and provide care for people living with HIV, including children affected by AIDS. For further information, please call Ghana AIDS Commission on 302 919260 or email info at ghana Give to save a life today. Ghana AIDS Commission partnering to eliminate HIV and AIDS. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes to one! You want to know? I'll be the rule goat. Is the good Ghana jollof or Nigerian jollof? Ghana jollof has no co equal. The smell alone. Oh my god, that shit. You two, they lie. Eh? Now they say, you when they use Google, they need to go put them for talk. Yes. You are lying. Ghana jollof. I know lives in Tama every year with a gift to you back 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 back. We are talking about PET. I want some Yadiyadi face. I said be the goat, huh? My guy, he be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumo Bitters always brings us together. Alumo experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Daddy? Daddy? <sighs> this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Ah! Crazy pa! Don't stop me now, Risky. 
Wash. All of a sudden, your voice is different. And when you saw your call. Batman, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey near their fro. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now she tastes me a smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Batman. Batman. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Batman. Hey, what do you want for sick and tons at that? If you have been to a man, I know. Black Rock Whiskey. Tabby, the feel is smooth, Nasno. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. to mark your calendar for our annual alumni homecoming and the grand celebration of UBSA's 58th anniversary as we gather under the theme, The Global Impact of Professionals in Business. Program lineup for the celebration are as follows. Friday, 27th October, 2023. Ignite the night with a bonfire and drama performances with old school dressing. Variety of entertainment at 7 p.m. Saturday, 28th October. Get your adrenaline pumping with alumni fun games. Current students will contribute to a noble cause with blood donations starting at 7 a.m. Tuesday, 31st October. Mentorship sessions at 2 p.m. All activities will take place right on the UPSA campus where it all began. For more more information, visit our website at www.upsaglobalalumni.com or contact the UPSA Alumni Office on 0243-288-579 or Room 19 Central Administration. UPSA Scholarship with Professionalism. Many thanks for choosing PM Express. My name is Aisha Ibrahim, and PM Express is brought to you kind courtesy Syntex Tanks. It is strong, it is tough. Alomo Bites experience greatness in every moment, and Ghana AIDS Commission. Now, Syntex Tank uh, says that no matter your water needs, Syntex Tank has it all. Syntex Tank is first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank is first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana. And they say they now introduce to you the customer spec order, which lets you order any color and size of preference. Syntex Tank gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, Choose Syntex Tank, and we have agents nationwide. Call Syntex on 0244-335-168 or shop online at SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. I'm grateful, gentlemen. 
for joining us on PM Express. Let me quickly start with you, Edward Bauer, because I remember the minority is one of the groups that exuded much pressure on government to act on the report of uh, Professor Frimpong Boateng. The AG says the allegations are empty and does not have sufficient evidence to warrant investigating the people he mentions in his report. Thank you very much, Asha, and then good evening to my colleagues on the panel. Uh, let me first state very clearly that, yes, it's true that when these issues came out in March uh, 2023, I mean, the minority was very vocal with respect to the contents of uh, what they call it, the report. But, is it, Asha, one thing that we must all understand is that um, as a country, We've always indicated that look, illegal mining was less than that. I mean, you, you showed us the statistics uh, as to how our forest is being degraded, how our environment is having a, a toll on the work, the mining is having a toll on the environment, and all other things. But if you review almost all the literature that we have, one of the things that is very clear is that the challenge that we have today is not necessarily because of the fact that we lack the capacity to be able to fight this menace. Everybody, every literature you review, particularly the case of Ghana, they always indicate that this crusade will never succeed if you do not deal with the political drivers of the problem. The issue about even the fact that if you are in the opposition and then there's a government that is there, uh, you seem to be promising the, the what they call it, the illegal miners, that when you come, you will give provide safe areas for them to continue with the activities. The issue of politicians being involved in it, the issues of uh, corruption, these are issues that have come up. But specifically to this particular program, Asha, the first thing that the minority saw that was very surprising was that this report was authored in March 2019 and presented to the presidency at the instance of the chief director of the presidency. Nobody knew about this report until March 2023 at that TV program at uh, what they call it, GTT, when Professor Fumpon Boati hinted the existence of this report. That's how the police came into it. Before we even go into the issue of whether the, there was an investigation sent to the president, uh, sorry, to the Attorney General for the Attorney General's opinion, between 2019 in 2023, first clear years, what was the president's position on this report? What was his action? Particularly in the face of the fact that this was a president who had vowed and had indicated that he was putting his presidency on the line. Now you have a chairman of a committee that you had set up to fight this problem. He, he presents a, a, a report, a 36-page document to you pointing fingers at some of your, 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 what do you call it, your officials that you have appointed into office, that they were either directly involved or they were working to sabotage the work of the chairman and for that matter, by extension, the committee. So that is the first part. What did the president do within that? So what I, as somebody who is sitting outside, will say, but for the fact that Professor Frimpong Boateng even decided to talk about it, but for that fact, what it meant was that government was not ready, or maybe the presidency for that matter, was not ready to even act on this document because we do not have any proof 
to suggest that when this report was sent, the president made further investigations and all upon the investigations, he realized that the allegations that were captured in that report could not be verified or maybe they were false or that even if they were, they were true, these are the measures that he put in place to do that. No evidence of that, the first point. Two, I am not a lawyer and luckily enough, <clears throat> I have my old boy who is there, Martin Cable, who would maybe talk more on the legal aspect. I'm a lawyer. But common sense will tell you that you have an investigative body, that's the CID, present an, a, a report on their investigation, a docket to the Attorney General. And in that particular report, let's even take the issue of the Sedmante, the John, what is the Oforiata, uh, and then we see issue. If you look at that report, I am not a policeman, I'm not a lawyer. You are presenting a docket to the Attorney General. And in that particular docket, in the report, you, apart from the journalist statement that was there, you have evidence that these people were invited, but you do not have a statement captured as this were the statement they made when they came to the police. And this was presented to the Attorney General. Question, is it that the people refused to give a statement? Or there was a deliberate attempt to create gaps, such that the issues cannot be prosecuted. It is something that is a legitimate question that anybody can raise. But I just simply cannot fathom how CID report will be brought. Then you say that you have invited some persons to come. They come there, and the, the docket you present to the Attorney General for advice. That docket seems not to even have the statement of the principal actors of the alleged uh, what I call crime. It becomes very so, and I do not want to believe that the police do not know that in trying to get all these facts and the particulars of the supposed crime, they will need the statements of the individual. How come this report was made? Sorry, yes, this uh, docket was presented to the Attorney General's Department without this particular statement. Is it that there was a deliberate attempt to really create those gaps, say that the problem was there. That's our one. The, 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 the Attorney General that. explains that they first need to establish prima facie before they can go ahead to investigate them. He says the evidence is not sufficient. Look, Asha, all of us have gone to the police station one, one way or the other before. The first thing you do when you get there, they say there's this issue about you. What do you say? They give you a statement, uh, a statement form to put up your statement. Is that what you do? True. So it is the statement from there that they will go. And maybe Martin may educate us in that. You are asked to give a statement. My question is that, how come that that was never captured in the docket? It was not in the docket. That's, that's the point I'm making. But let's even leave the legal gym, gymnastic. If you have a, you see, the legal threshold to allow the attorney general to advise that these people should be prosecuted may be a bit high because crime, at least you should be able to give all the various particulars of the crime. I believe that. But the moral threshold, particularly the basis of the fact that the president had hit his presidency. He said, look, what he eventually told Ghanaians was that I was ready to just walk out of my office, let my presidency die, as long as I'm able to fight this particular uh, issue. So the moral threshold may not be as high as that of the legal threshold. You have your appointees who have been pointed, maybe some of them, you have been pointed that, look, they were either frustrating the work of the committee or they were involved in cover-ups. What did you tell Ghanaians after you received that report? Because they, I mean, if I am a, if I'm a president, or maybe something, I say that look, I am putting my presidency on the line, and you, Asha, as an appointee, 
I get to realize that there is even the slightest hate that you are actually doing something to sabotage what I intend achieving and the pledge that I've given to Ghanaians. You must give way. Has that been done? For all intents and purposes, these are officers who are still at post. So if you look at the general, the general, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 circumstances that we find ourselves in. One of the things I realized that one, I think the government itself was not committed to working on that report. They had seen it and they decided, as usual, you know, all these reports get to the presidency and uh, they find one way or the other to mm -hmm. either shelf it or cover it up. That's, that's one thing. So that's because of the period between 2019 and 2023. We never heard of any actions taken by the presidency in this. Two, I think that the attorney general's opinion was premature. Because from one indications, the police did not even do much uh, serious work on this. And if they didn't do, what prevented the attorney general from telling them to go back and do proper this and get me all these things before I issue my, my opinion? But for him to hardly issue an opinion and then on the strength of that, ask that they should go and do things on the other side. I just feel that it was premature. It was an attempt to just create gaps in the investigation said that it is not prosecutable, and to a very large extent, the persons involved in this were too close to the extent that it was difficult to look into their eyes and tell them that. Let, that let, let me bring in uh, uh, Mr. Franklin Kujo, and I want to read excerpts of uh, Professor Frimpong Boateng's report. He said, I can state without any equivocation that many party officials from the national to the unit committee level had their friends PAs, agents, relatives, financiers engaged in illegal mining. He went further to say most of them engaged Chinese working for them. Then he clarified. He said, I am not referring to party people who had their legitimate concession and were mining sustainably as they were instructed to do so. There are appointees in the Jubilee House that are doing a supporting or supporting illegal mining or interfering with the fight against the menace. Mr. Franklin Kujo, what's your reading of the AG's advice on this report? Well, good evening to your good self and my good friends on the call. Um, you know, I'm surprised you are surprised that uh, this AG's report should uh, come at this time. If I could refer you to a statement that the presidency published, I think on April 21st, 2023, basically dismissing the entire report that uh, the good professor had prepared. In fact, in that statement, the presidency issued it did, and I can quote to you exactly what it said. It said, well, that report contained a catalog of personal grievances and claims made by the professor intended to respond to some issues he faced as chairperson of the IMCIM. So this particular report, which we are discussing now, is just uh, I mean, a rehash of what the presidency had already concluded, even before investigations were done. So it's just playing by the rule book. I'm not surprised at all that we are uh, where we are right now. And indeed, uh, Bauer is right. You know, if you thought that the OSP is also investigating similar matters, and for you, the AG, to be conclusive and say that there's no iota of evidence at all, that should be marshaled at least, at least to convince you or the government to actually investigate this. 
And now these are very serious matters we should be really concerned about. But the reason is simple. You know, the president, apart from his personal commitment to fight Galamsey, don't forget we've spent millions, if not billions, of CDs on this menace so far. And I think that the time wasted and all the resources invested must count for something. So for these reports, in fact, for these uh, reports, because the first one was the presidency, basically saying the Prime Party was just simply rehashing. Uh, I mean, these were just ESCs and his personal grievances that he had cataloged up until now. Uh, it's quite frankly uh, quite insulting. And I'm not surprised that none, no government entity wants to respond to this particular paper because I'm sure they are aware and I'm sure they are listening right now that this is not what they expected. And by the way, you know, let me play the devil's advocate. I mean, if you were indeed a member of government, a senior member of government, or indeed the entire government right now, you'd be worried that if there's a kind of worm that is open <laughs> about these uh, investigations, you're just digging yourselves into digging further, already aligning grips, given the chaotic nature of our economy and everybody complaining about one hardship or the other, uh, and every day, almost all kinds of problems are keep coming up. Um, the last thing you want to do is to give give more anon to this whole, uh, what I call a festival of uh, scandals and, you know, political infighting. You don't want to do that. So I think the Attorney General quite simply decided that he's taking the gambler's uh, trick, playing the gambler's trick and saying that, well, let's end all this game right now. I carry all the cuts away in anyway. That's what but, it's done. But, but, but so of course, he, um, would you blame him for, uh, I mean, executing his mandate as the attorney general legally? And remember, he who alleges must prove. So if you do not have evidence, then the attorney general would have every right to say that. Oh, no, I'm not actually blaming him for executing his mandate. He's done it excellently well. In fact, in this case, he's executed the mandate that has been already established by the presidency. As I told you, the presidency cleared everybody even before they investigated. Attorney General's <laughs> action is just an icing on the cake. So he's just executing the mandate and he's done it perfectly. So I do not... If I, I do that, not that's not part of Article 88, I think. Well, I'm just telling you that's his rule book and it's playing by rate. But look, if, you're pres- if the presidency cleared everybody... As far back as April 21st, 2023, and I've just read to you portions of that statement, basically saying that oh, the old professor was probably dreaming and drooling and decided that he would just collect a series of personal grievances and then uh, prepare them into a paper and hand them over. They even said it was not even handed over properly. They said it was an informal way of uh, basically reporting. So the Attorney General has actually performed his role, and I'm just telling you, he plays the gambler's trick carried all the cats away and said, well, let's close shop. All I'm telling you is that this is actually an insult to the OSP as well. God, don't forget, the OSP is also investigating aspects of this whole um, report. You don't remember? You do, right? <laughs> Go ahead, so, Mr. Kujo. Yeah, yeah. so I'm just telling you that um, this is just part of the grand cantata. And I'm saying that if I were politically mischievous, um, and I'm just uh, analyzing on that basis that the only reason why this will never see the light of this is because, quite frankly, we are under a deluge of all kinds of scandals and corruption-related and political infighting. Why give venom to another 
series of uh, investigations to worry my government anyway. In any case, the professor is no longer part of us. So why do we even have to make him a saint? So that's what he's done. And the Attorney General executed very, very well, really. So he's done his job. Mr. Senano, you have had cause to worry about how, as a country, we haven't fought this illegal mining canker with the anger it deserves. The report coming from no other person than the Environment Minister and Chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining. I mean, it was something that people felt was going to actually help enforcers of the law to deal with the issue properly. How do you feel about this latest development? Sad days in Ghana. Absolutely sad days in Ghana. Um, I mean, one cannot begin to understand the expectation of any group who believed that the professor had to provide the evidence. All he needed to do was credible allegations. And was his, his allegations credible? In my view, yes, they were credible. Because this is a man whose position required him to engage these various parties. He would not, with the background he comes from, I mean, a scientist, a surgeon of the heart, where precision is important. In making this, don't forget that when he offered that report, it wasn't meant to go to the CID or anyway. It was to the president, a person who had said, my presidency is on the line. So he strongly believed that with credible allegations, the president would put into motion uh, the necessary agencies to ensure that the investigations would then provide the supporting evidence. I think that it's, it's, it's disingenuous at this stage to say um, there's no evidence. And as Bauer pointed out, <laughs> the report makes no reference to any other individual who has been interrogated, information followed up, any other files, any other groupings. It just says that the professor failed to provide evidence after several follow-ups. But the, that the, the AG indicated that there are three who are being investigated. It, and the, the, the language does not sound like uh, those three are being investigated as a base, as a result of this direct report of the of, of Professor Tripon Party. It sounds like some other initiative intervention in the courts is what is, is resulting in that. Uh, so it's, it's quite sad because, in my view, uh, this is an opportunity for the government to dig, reflect, and find a space to say, look, we, we, we distance ourselves from A, B, C, and their actions because we take this fight against Galamse illegal mining very seriously. Very, especially bearing in mind that you are entering an election year. If they cannot begin to take that position or posture, then it's almost as if damn the consequences we'll continue to do what we like that's extremely dangerous for this country well i'm happy actually that we have a lawyer in our mess because um mr martin Kwebu, the attorney general's advice to the police is within his mandate as stipulated by law right do we have mr martin Kwebu on the line Right, so um, it looks like Martin Pebble is not there. Do we have him? Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, Mr. Pebble, go ahead. Uh, Okay. 
So I basically share All right, so it looks like the uh, there's a terrible network there. Um, do, is it back? All right, I would have to go back to uh, Martin Pebble when we we fix the line. Uh, I would like to take a break on PM Express. When I return, we'll look at the a bigger picture: the fight against Galamsey. Is it a lost battle? Stay with me. I'm coming right back. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see F-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Welcome back to PM Express. We're discussing the Attorney General's response to the former Environment Minister's report on Galamsey. He says there's... If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 
for evidence uh, to warrant investigating the people that he pointed in that report. Before we went on the break, uh, Martin Kwebu, lawyer, was uh, making a point. Uh, I'm happy that he's back. Mr. Kwebu, so uh, I wanted to find out if the AG's advice is within his mandate, as I mean, uh, provided by the law. Oh, definitely that one, yes. By Article 88, the AG controls prosecution. Yes, it's his mandate to determine who gets prosecuted and who doesn't. But please, Article 88 is not the only uh, provision of the Constitution. There are other provisions that seek to control that disempower. Uh, 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 so I'm talking about Article 296 when it comes to discretion. In this particular case, we are saying that this opinion is no opinion at all. It's a very incomplete opinion. And so the AG is not within his right to say that those persons should not be prosecuted. No, this is an incomplete opinion. There are that not enough investigation has been conducted to warrant the conclusions. By that, so you, you are saying that he did not exercise his discretionary powers uh, properly. Absolutely, Aisha. Absolutely, Aisha. I mean, it's so, look, to be very honest, it's, 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 it's insulting. It's better we say it as it is. Listen, we can't make any apologies. Lawyers know this case of uh, New York Times versus Sullivan. They say public discourse must be candid, robust, and etc. some other words. Look at what you are showing. The point I'm making is that in Frimpong Boatin's report, he says Gabi Ochridaku called him to plead on behalf of CNJ Alaska. And, and, and for what? Because CNJ Alaska had gone into the upper Prama and Kobro forest and destroyed a lot and polluted River Ophin. Now, these facts are not denied. I saw interviews Gabi granted where he confirmed that, yes, he called from Palm Boatin, but it was not to influence him. So I shall, with this, it means that there's clear evidence that Gabi himself confirms that his client went into those forests, Upper Prama and Kobro Forest. So if there's destruction there, are we not looking at CNJ Alaska? But remember that, that he sued remember he sued the professor. If you remember, Gabi sued the professor because he did not agree with some of the things he yeah. said about him. Where is that lawsuit? Has any judge found the professor liable? No. So we can't use that. You know, there's what we call slap. Slap. So somebody can just do strategic litigation to keep another person quiet. When you're making too much trouble or advocacy, you can just be sued to keep quiet. That's the way I see that lawsuit. But, but, but that, also, but that also cannot be an admission because he has not been, um, you know, proved guilty by any court. Yes. So what do we do? Let's go on. So the point I'm making is that in the uh, uh, from Paul Boatin's report, which Gabi has corroborated, Gabi admits his client went there. But Gabi Otridaku was saying that the client had the requisite papers to mine. And from Paul Boatin is saying, no, CNJ Alaska did not have the requisite papers to mine. So they means I expected the investigators to go and verify, was there mining? If there was mining, the next thing I expected the investigators to do was they will go to Minerals Commission. Did you give CNJ Alaska a mining lease? Then you go to uh, this Water Resources Commission. 
Did you give CNJ Alaska a license to draw water from Revolving for mining? Then you go to uh, Forestry Commission. All those things, they are not in the report. So this report is no, sorry, the opinion is no opinion at all. It's an incomplete document. And so the Attorney General has to come again. Listen, Aisha, we are not going to take this opinion lying down. We can't allow this blatant breach of the Constitution. We can't allow that blatant breach of the Constitution. Article 296 has been turned on its head. 296 says that a public officer has to exercise his discretion. What? In a fair candidate and other, uh, uh, this is why, yardsticks without prejudice and all those things. Okay? But this particular report has not assembled enough facts to be able to enable the Attorney General to say, uh, Gabi and Co, Kojo upon Chroma, and the rest should not be prosecuted. We will not take that. The Attorney General has to go back and reinvestigate. If he doesn't have the men to do it, look, we can help him do this investigation. Mm. Uh, why? I think there are no people in Ghana to do this investigation. Uh, if he uh, doesn't have the men to do it, he should. Recently, the yes. Attorney General himself has had cause to complain about the less harsh imprisonment terms handed to people culpable for Galamse. I mean, he explains why there must be harsher terms. But really, what people want to see is these harsh terms being handed to the financiers, the powerful people behind this illegal mining, and not the poor people who have been employed by the powerful people, who can easily be replaced by these powerful people. But is it that easy to get the powerful people, looking at uh, the examples that you yourself mentioned, Mr. Kbebo? No, it's not easy. It's not easy to get the powerful people. Like we always say, the justice system, sometimes we call it, it's like a spider's web. It catches the weaker uh, people, the vulnerable. Elsewhere, it's slowly limited to Ghana. Elsewhere, is there. In the U.S., you hear this popular term, celebratory, celebratory soft justice, where celebrities get better law and better treatment in the justice system than the poor person. So it's everywhere. That doesn't mean we should give up, okay? Yeah, so let's fight. So the point is, you say, yes, we should hold the bigger fishes accountable. By all means, I support it. We should hold the bigger fishes accountable. So that's why we are saying that we will not accept this attorney general uh, opinion. And so he has to go back and do the investigations well. Let's say if he doesn't have men to do it, the police can do We can help. And look, Aisha, let me mention this to you. We reported a similar case against Chairman Wuntmi, that's Bernard Mfibo Siako, last October. Adam is one of the co-complainers. So myself, Adam, Engineer uh, Ken Achigbe, uh, then uh, Kwame Saponisie, the four of us. As part of the investigations, the police had to go to the town on the Miri Forest. They went and had gathered evidence, the destruction and all that. As we speak now, Aisha, they are still investigating. Of course, we are upset that it's taking too much time. But I'm showing you that the police went there. This attorney general's report, you don't see any such evidence. And the police in our, uh, 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 this is Chairman Wintme case, also have to talk to Minerals Commission and the other agencies I spoke about. In this case, you don't see such a thing. So this investigation is so incomplete, it can only be seen as whitewashing the situation. Which whitewashing we are not going to accept. Look, times have changed, though. Times have changed. Ghana 
has to move forward. We right. can't continue doing sections. Mr. Bauer, certainly uh, the minority w is not happy with uh, this development because listening to what you really wanted with this new development, what then is the next step for the minority? Okay, thank you very much. I think that, one, um, luckily enough, um, this issue came up in, in a, one way or the other, and then the committee had decided that we will invite the top one. This is the case. There were two issues, and one of them is just what Martin just said. The issue of the Akunta Mining Limited at the, what do you call it, Tandonumere uh, Forest Reserve. Specifically, I asked the Minerals Commission, the CEO, I asked him a question. I said, look, did this gentleman have, what do you call it, the, the, the license to be able to do that? He said no. And so they issued a statement saying that he didn't have the lease to do that. The second point was that, did you actually go to, what do you call it, did you actually go to uh, the, the forest to check and see whether that had been done? The response of Minerals Commission was that that was not their duty, it was the duty of the Forest Commission. Then there was, a, there was another question that had to do, you remember that when they were talking about the community, the, uh, the how do you call it, the community mining issues, that they, they, when they started with the community mining issue, Minerals Commission came out and said that some of the areas that they had given out for community mining were, were all seen and considered as illegal mining. The Minerals, uh, the, the Minerals Commission CEO had specifically asked him this question. He said, yes, based on the areas they had, they had demarcated from Fempombuate's total report, it meant that those areas where the people who were engaging in those supposed community mining were all doing that illegally. So the committee then said that we took a decision, and that was just during this debate. We took a decision that we were going to invite, uh, what do you call it, Fempombuate to come to give us better particulars in that particular area. And I did that application, and the chairman, uh, Atacha, agreed. So the hope is that going forward, maybe in parliament, when we go to parliament, we may have to revisit this issue. Because, you see, everybody who looks at this tells you that, look, I didn't even know that on the 21st of April, uh, the, uh, the, what do you call it, the presidency had already issued a statement, already uh, concluding this thing even before the CID started. Who, in his right mind, knowing that the, the appointing authority has already said that there's nothing in this, would issue a statement or maybe an opinion contradicting the, the presidency. Nobody will do that. It goes to also confirm why since 2019 up to 2023, the presidency was so silent on this until Prempon Boateng himself spoke about it on GTV. Clearly, it is also confirmed why the policemen did, quote-unquote, shabby job in going, how on earth can you say that you, there was evidence of money laundering. You had this issue where this journalist, in his statement, stated that, look, I was only, my account was only used in dealing with this issue. However, any time an excavator was, uh, was uh, what they call it, seized, I would, they will make a call, that is the, 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 the two gentlemen, or what they call, who were, the gentleman who was at the office of the chief of staff, will make a call, intervene, Get the, the excavators released, and they paid between fifty and fifty-five thousand. And because they did not want this money stream, it was paid through his account. He goes to withdraw that, and then he then gives it to the uh, the first vice chairman of MPP in Central Region and the gentleman from the uh, the presidency. How on earth can the police in conducting this thing and send presenting a docket to the uh, what they call it the uh, what uh, general for an opinion? 
will not capture the statements of these two gentlemen who have been accused. Ha! How can that be done? I am not a policeman, but it just it defies uh, uh, logic. And all part of the scheme, they wanted, you see, they had stated the conclusion. The conclusion was that there was no case to investigate by the presidency. So every other public official who was working must work towards that particular conclusion. And that also included the, the shoddy work that was given to the uh, attorney general's department. And the, the manner in which, the haste in which, what they call it, the attorney general decided to issue this statement. And so, look, the only, we cannot get this thing from the, uh, the executive. The executive will simply not do anything about this. And would you sit and watch the executive not do anything so about that it? That is why that is why the lack is that the parliamentary wing, the legislative wing, and I just told you that just this break, we had a committee meeting and this issue came when the Minerals Commission came. I personally made that application and the chairman admitted that application. So like, if we are sure that when we go back, we'll, the clerks will follow up on this to get from Paul Barton to come. And when he comes and he states them, these public office, uh, officers, by virtue of the fact that they are paid with the taxpayers' money, monies that are approved by parliament, it is incumbent on us that we can invite them, subpoena them into uh, what called, to face the committee, and there we can have further investigations on this. Mr. Franklin Kujo, at this point, is it a lost battle? Oh, it's a lost battle. And I think we should just issue a statement saying that we blame the president for the mess that has been recorded under his stewardship for Galamse, because it's all over, really. I mean, it's, it's as if we are being told that it's only goes to our operating, right? So nobody at all is uh, responsible for any, any of these things we are seeing. And so the presidency must be blamed, and the president takes the ultimate responsibility. I think we should just issue a statement and say that his government has failed woefully, and he has superintended all this Galamse you are seeing. In any case, you guys have been spending much, so much money going around, Rastos and Co., uh, I mean, doing all these documentaries. Why? Don't we see all of this? So if, if, they, if nobody wants to uh, take the blame, well, the president said he put his presidency on the line. So he is on the line. And we should blame you for it. And I'm saying, I know, I mean, we, we should just go to sleep because um, it's not working. Well, I, I like the way Franklin puts it. Uh, it's a lost battle. Uh, the, the presidency should prove us wrong. So we should um, give up, right? No. Uh, the, uh, it depends on where you are, how you are contextualizing the give up. We, we need to keep the limelight and the media shine on this issue because there are clearly elements of uh, Professor Tom Barton's report that we, we have not had feedback on. And it, it does not serve the best interest of this country if we keep quiet. So together with you in media, let's make sure that those who must come back to us with further and better particulars do the same. The police cannot tell us that they found no evidence. When the evidence is right there, uh, as Martin has pointed out, there's, there's concrete evidence right in what he said in the first instance. Um, and they should not think that Ghanaians are what? I don't know what word to use, but sometimes it, it just makes you cringe and feel embarrassed when things like this happen. Let's keep the fire on this issue. We would not, posterity would not uh, forgive us if we felt that because the president has refused and reneged on his responsibility, the rest of us should. We cannot renege on our responsibility to hold them accountable. That would not be the way to go.
Well, if I want to go by your words, the conversation about Galamse will not end today. But definitely, uh, we'll be happy if we see some progress rather than the back and forth we've been going with this conversation. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining the conversation. Edward Bauer is a member of the uh, Mines and Energy Committee in Parliament. Uh, Mr. Franklin Kujo is president of Imani, Afri- uh, Imani Center for um, policy and education. You had uh, the co-chair of the Citizen Movement Against Corruption, uh, Adam Senano, and Martin Pebu is a lawyer. Please enjoy your evening.